Good evening and welcome to The Price of Business. I'm so glad to be with you here today. I do want to remind you we have new content uh, here from last week from our friends over at Bloomberg Radio, frequently featured here on The Price of Business. And, of course, you hear him daily on this station. But I'm going to go straight to my good friend, Walter Rogers. He's with a company called Baker Communications, and he's been a contributor on this program now for literally uh, literally years now. And delighted, as always, to have you on the show. Welcome, Walter. Hey, thanks for having me back, Kevin. I think we're getting close to two years. We're going to celebrate that anniversary in the next uh, couple of months. And uh, thrilled to be on the show to continue our conversation that we started last week on our new book called Spark, which is really focused on best practices for building a world-class sales culture, leveraging the power of CRM as the corporate nervous system. Yep, there you go. Let's talk real quickly about uh, the motivation behind Spark. And, And today we're going to focus on the first three principles, kind of give us a panoramic overview of those three principles. Yeah, so as we kick off the show last week, we know there's 11 best practices that we'll work our way through over the next several shows. And today we're going to talk about the first three, which are how to gain executive sponsorship and leadership with key performance indicators, which is the first one. The second one is the importance of mapping and enabling your customer's buying process. And the third is the importance of including users in the design and the deployment of the CRM system. Okay, very good. Kind of give us a that uh, – let's focus on the first one. Go right ahead. Yeah, so uh, – yeah, absolutely. So the first one, as I mentioned, is how to gain executive leadership and sponsorship. And the, and the key to do that is by understanding what the key performance indicators are, their importance to the executive team, and then making sure that the customer relationship management system actually does a really good job of displaying those key performance indicators to the executive leadership team, to the folks that report to them, to the folks that report to them, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. We call this creating executive alignment all the way up and down the organization so that everybody is singing off of the same sheet of music so that these key performance indicators become the heartbeat of the conversation inside of the company because it's these key performance indicators that allow everybody to predict the future. If you don't have a good pulse on your business, how can you know what's happening? If you don't know what's happening, how can you possibly predict the future? And so really taking time to understand the indicators and making sure that they're properly displayed and visible and automated in the distribution of them to everybody in the organization is is the foundation for best practice number one. Mm -hmm. What's the big challenge in doing that? Well, the big challenge is that most of the time people don't even understand what those KPIs are. Mm-hmm. and that the, the layers in companies have different types of KPIs that aren't actually connected all the way up and down, so that there's not this waterfall effect. The second big challenge is that unless information properly flows into the system, the, the data that comes through those KPIs will be meaningless because it will be incomplete. Uh, the third challenge is uh, really getting inside of the head of those executives and extracting those that are most important and not displaying too many key performance indicators, right? You shouldn't really be looking at more than about 10. Uh, if you overwhelm individuals with information, then they simply become blind to all of it and right. aren't, aren't able to really react to them. It's easier to not accept any to, than to accept all of it. So, so much easier. All right, number two. Number two. The importance of mapping and enabling your customers' buying processes. Now, Kevin, you know, the economy is vastly different today than it's been five years ago or even three years ago. And if a company hasn't looked at how the customers buy their goods and services, then the likelihood that the sales process that they're applying actually is in step with the buying process is not very good Mm -hmm. because customer purchasing behaviors have changed. With the advent of social media, 
much, much more information available to customers on the Internet. People are now jumping into a sales process at a much later stage of the sales cycle because information is no longer hoarded by the sales professional. In many cases, the buyer actually knows more about a company's products and services than the seller himself because mm. of all the research that's available to them. Kind of a brand so, new world. You know, yeah, all over the place. And mm-hmm. so if, if you haven't readdressed your uh, sales process by really focusing on how the customer is now buying in the last 18 months, then the likelihood is your sales reps are out of step with how the customers like to purchase, which puts you at a competitive disadvantage with uh, the rest of your uh, competitors. Now, the second step to that is actually enabling this customer buying process inside of the CRM so that you're able to strip out unnecessary work that sales professionals, sales managers, sales leaders have to accomplish as they stay in lockstep with the uh, buyer's process. Okay, number three. Number three, including users in the design and the deployment of the CRM system. So, you know, there's a truism out there that people don't like change. And the reality is that people don't like change. It wasn't their idea. So if you want change, it's just fine. But if somebody imposes change upon you, typically not so good. And the fear of CRM, typically from the user's perspective, is that the tool is going to be used primarily as a big brother system, that they're going to be asked to dedicate all kinds of time and effort to log information without much value back to them, and that ultimately it's simply going to be a forecasting mechanism and that this information can actually be used against them during future performance reviews. So, And that certainly can be an outcome. But in order to avoid some of those pitfalls, if you really focus on helping the users understand the value and power of the CRM and create a task force that includes these users, and there's lots of different types of users. There's marketing users, there's sales users, there's finance users, there's HR users, et cetera, mm-hmm. which include all of these users inside of the task force to really understand what the various functions and features and components and advantages and benefits are of deploying a CRM and then designing the implementation around everybody's requirements as much as possible. You're not going to be able to accomplish everybody's needs and wants, but you can probably get 80% of the way there. So Then what you are doing, you're building buy-in for the deployment of this system instead of forcing change upon them. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to interject. Buying in. you got to get everyone buying into the process or they're simply going to seem like they're outsiders. And the easy thing to do is to criticize. Walter Rogers, Baker Communications, great insight. The book is called Spark. I love it. I review it at usdailyreview.com. How do people get a copy of it? They can go to bakercommunications.com forward slash spark. There's a description of the book and a click on a, and a, the ability to download. Make sure you check it out there at bakercommunications.com. The phone number real quick. 713-627-7700. They are leaders in sales and customer relations management and uh, great contributors here on The Price of Business. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Gavin. Appreciate being on the show. You bet. More after this right here on The Price of Business. Oh,